Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing out there tonight? Tonight is Friday, January the uh, 15th, 2021. And I am so happy you guys are here listening to this um, podcast, especially after last night's podcast. <laughs> it wasn't that, the movie wasn't that good at all, but, but, um, <laughs> but we, we still have fun discussing it. Uh, but tonight will be even better than yesterday because tonight I am discussing Scream 2. Uh, I love it. You guys love it. And I know my guests here love it. Uh, the franchise, I mean, you know, Scream, the Scream franchise as a whole was really, really good. Uh, I, I mean, I can't say enough about it because I love it so much. It's one of Wes Craven's best movies of all time. Best movies of all time. You heard me say that. Yes. And tonight with me discussing this great horror film is Matt Lads. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> uh, Jay Bullington. Hi. No, really, I mean that. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> and Keith Garcino. <laughs> So, so welcome. Oh, well, you guys started it when you guys invited me to be on your podcast. So, yeah, we are, our podcast is Have You Seen This One? And we we don't talk about just horror movies, but we both tend to lead toward them oh, because yeah. we love them so much. Heavy on the horror for sure. Oh, yeah. And so, that's why, that's why, of course, you know, we get along so great with you, Latrice, and Matt. Yes. <laughs> because, oh, my God. Absolutely. We're both really excited to be here. And I love this movie. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Keith, you're going to have such a good time tonight. I am. I've been waiting for this. I've been excited about it. Yeah, let's roll. I can't wait to talk about it. There's a lot of good parts to talk about. And, you know, um, I love, uh, you know, you, you had us address a few different questions. And I love the talking points that it brings up. So I'm really excited to get into this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I mean, this what mm-hmm. movie came back out? What it was it ninety six? I was ninety seven. It came out a year after the first one. Ninety seven. In the movies when it came out, I was in high school at the time that it came out. And Same so, here. Uh, yeah, child. All of y'all are so much younger than me, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, Jay? It doesn't show. I mean, you have have such a a young spirit. Let me tell you, you, you're like young at heart. You know what, what? it helps to be immature. What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) This is the year that Rick and I met. This is the year my husband and I met. And it's so funny because I met him. And then a couple months later, this movie came out and we had just started dating. And um, this the, the memories of this time in my life are really vivid because of that. <laughs> and this movie, I went and saw this movie like three times at the theater. I mean, I was. I, I saw I saw movie. the first one three times at the theater. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, well, both. I just, uh, these movies, I just love the screen movies. I'm, I'm really excited. We're talking about this tonight. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. I'm going on and on. Sorry. Uh, that's, <laughs> a, 
<laughs> that is a okay. Um, now uh, everybody knows that Scream Two um, was, um, uh, like I said, it was released in 1997. It stars basically all the stars that was in the first one, the third one, the fourth one, and will be in the fifth one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox. Uh, uh, David Arquette, you know, uh, and then we have the newbies, uh, Jada Pinkett, Jada Pinkett Smith, I should say, um, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Now, here's the kicker, guys. Now, remember, uh, now at the uh, before the podcast, listeners, we were talking about how you know certain aspects of the movie wasn't so great, and I think the editing. The editing came up, right? Yeah. Guess who the yeah, editor is? Guess who the editor yeah. is? Uh, Patrick Lussier, isn't it? Yes, but guess what? He also directed. Uh, Dracula two thousand. Ascension. A what? Ascension. He also directed. He Ascension. directed the I movie that I did, that. that I discussed wow. yesterday. Oh. Wow. See, I knew he directed Dracula 2000, which was... Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I think Wes Craven directed that one. I think Wes Craven directed the first one. Wes Craven directed the first one. But Patrick Lucier, he directed the second one, which I discussed yesterday, which isn't really that good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that could have something to do with the editing. You know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Matt, we can't hear you, hon. We can't hear you. Oh, you must be on mute, buddy. <laughs> we can't hear you, Matt. I wish I could read lips. I would just. I know. I, I know. I wish I could sign. Can we can't you hear, hear you. There you go. There you go. Okay. okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. All right. There you go, Matt. <laughs> I was muted somehow. I've escaped somehow. I hate when that happens. Oh, uh, me too. Because I know you had something to say when I said that he directed the ascension. <laughs> no, he said he said something about him being a, a good uh, editor, and I was like, apparently not. What you've seen, if you you know, we're talking about the editing mess ups in Scream Two, so apparently he's got a lot to learn. Right. Here's my thing. Here's my opinion on that. It's not the editor. It's the people on set who are not doing continuity correctly. He has to do with whatever they filmed. And it's like, you know what? I can't. The, the fact that you're wearing two different outfits for this one scene, I yeah. can't change that now, yeah. you know? Is that, is that with the director as well for not? Uh, well, no, because, you know, films are very much a group effort. They're very collaborative, you know? Right, There's right, so right. And there are people in charge of that. Yeah, there's got to be someone there, that. Is the end all be all make the final decision and gives approval for the final product. There there yeah. is somebody whose job is continuity, you know, and that's their job. That the blood is in the same place on their face and their their outfit is the same outfit and all their hair is the same way and everything. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, sometimes those things you know, especially apparently while they were making this movie, they were writing the script while they were filming the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was well, it yeah, was that's because it got leaked one, out you know? all the, it, it always yeah. got leaked out. 
Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. They kept, they, on the internet, everybody kept, like, they filmed that scene at the theater, and the, that very night, uh, everybody on everybody in the, in the world knew what screen the, the, the first scene was about because, you know, they leaked it on the internet. And that's something that they learned back then, because that was kind of new back then, you know? It was. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was. But they sure did hack the heck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> It happened more so with the internet leaks on screen three, which is why it's it's so subpar to the rest of them, um, because they had to make so many script changes. But yeah, yeah, screen, we talked about that. Definitely affected by the same. I think they were stunned by the effects that had actually. They weren't ready for that at all. Nobody knew that Scream was going to be as popular as it was. No, no they didn't. They, really didn't. they did. thought it was going to be a little horror movie that would come and go, you know, boom. <laughs> what, what then is it that just puts it over the top and makes it a cult classic? It's like, so smart. You know, it's smart. Yes. It, it's yes. fresh. It had it a is. fresh young cast. And and they didn't, um, they didn't have actors that could not act. Yeah. All of the so, actors can act. Everybody in the movie can act. I mean, they can really act. Deb Campbell yes. is freaking awesome. I love her. Um, and I think the biggest part is that they subverted expectations. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they also acknowledged what everybody knows about horror movies, and they put it in our face, and they still twisted it and made it more fun of I'll never forget the first time I saw this movie in a theater. I mean, especially the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so mad. Oh, my God. The fact that they killed Drew, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore died in the first scene. It's like, even Sarah and Janet Lee did in Psycho, okay? Damn. I'm very open to the that one. Yes. Yes. And y'all, y'all, the, when they remake it and stab the movie in this part two with... Well, with Heather Graham, yes. I love that scene so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. I don't even know you, and I just like you all. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite line. Since you're the newbie tonight, we'll okay. uh, go with you first. Who was your um, right. favorite character? Uh, my favorite character in Scream 2 uh, was one that I loved after Scream 1, too. Um, he's the one I think that uh, that I identify most closely with. And that is, I know who it is. I don't know, Jay. Um, it's, um, it's, it's it's the guy who, who, who was it? Uh, um, Jamie Kennedy? The, the guy who plays Oh, Randy. 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 Yeah. Randy. Randy. Yes. And the reason why I like it so much is because like he lays it all out and does it so eloquently. He explains everything. He's articulate. He makes all the sense. He's saying exactly what I'm thinking, and I love right. I love what he said. And so uh, he's he's the character that I identify with most. And I was really upset to see him die so soon in this. I really yeah, I still hate movie. Wes Craven for that. Oh my god, y'all! <laughs> or whoever wrote the script, I hate them. 
Yeah, it was shocking that that character died. It was shocking. Oh, it yeah. was. It's it's, it, that's another yeah. reason why we love the Scream movies, right? They shocked yes. us. They right. shocked that's us. No they weren't afraid to do that. No one is safe, exactly. The stakes mm-hmm. are high. You know, you know from, you immediately from the beginning of the movie, the stakes are high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. Matt, how about you? Who is your um, favorite character in Scream 2? My favorite character uh, is actually two. It's the sorority girls. Oh. Uh, <laughs> really, I love them. They're so you know. I, I, I they're a good red herring. They're they a really were. good red herring because they keep showing up whenever you know the murders happen. So it's a great red herring. Their okay. lines are hysterical, and they're yeah, so especially uh, especially Rebecca Gayhart. <laughs> Yes, Rebecca yeah. Gayhart and Portia de Rossi did a fantastic job with the smallest ass characters that they were given, and it was great. Um, yes, they they make me laugh every time they're on screen. <laughs> so, so yeah, they're my favorite. Even though it's like not one of the biggies, those in right. that particular movie. Hey, sometimes your favorite them. character can be can have just like a very small right. part. Right. Very true. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it's the delivery and not the way, you know, and not the line itself. It's just, you know, there's always something. Right. And Jay, how about you, hon? Who is your favorite character in Scream 2? Uh, Jay, I think you're on mute. Uh, you're mute. We lost you. We lost you, Jay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, can we just moved. Yeah, we can hear you now. Right, You're yeah. back. Okay, I accidentally pressed the button. Sorry. Uh, um, I I'm gonna cheat a little bit and do two because they're both tiny. They're both really small parts. Um, first of all, I love Heather Graham as yeah in in the stab movie playing yeah. Drew Barrymore. Uh-huh. Um, like like Matt, like you said that line. You know, you, you know, I don't even know you, but I dislike you already. She I, that kills me every time. <laughs> that line kills me every time. I think she's so cute in that part. And my other favorite character is Debbie Salt. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Because, uh, I mean, oh, that line, was that a disparaging remark about my son? Who about my son? Who killer? I got a little knife happy. Yes! Yeah. I got a little, she's like, let me kill her. <laughs> Okay, okay, so I gotta know, I gotta know, did you guys know that Debbie Salt was the killer? No! Yes. See, I never guessed. I did not know. Okay. I never guessed. And I'll tell you how I knew. Okay, how did you know, Matt? I did not know it was Billy's mother. I'll I'll put it that, you know, I'll definitely put that on the table. But when we, we sat down to watch this movie, like the weekend it came out, uh-huh. The minute, the minute Lori Metcalf, who was right in the like fifth, fourth or fifth season of Roseanne, Roseanne, yes, <laughs> Aunt Jackie, who is such a big name, big star as Aunt Jackie, playing this, playing this small like reporter, yes. class, yeah, this you know, too, type character. Yeah, this. <laughs> I like you know. I was like, it'll go two. I'll, it'll go one of two ways. Either she'll be one of the next like like core group people, or she's the killer. And <laughs> well, because you don't put an actress, 
like Lori Metcalf, who's at the rise of the That's true. Because Roseanne was actually doing very well that year. That same idea crossed my mind, too. I thought, okay, but there are other big names at the time that they put in that they either just killed off or just put it to the Well, see, that's that's my thing, too. It's like, and I can think of maybe she's going to get killed off also. Like, maybe she'll get killed off later. Yeah. I just love her innocent. They put Sarah Michelle Geller in that role oh, yeah. to, kill, to kill her because she was she was badass Buffy at that point. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Right. And this they, is before the grudge, too, yeah. Yeah. They put Jada Pinkett in the beginning to do the Drew Barrymore thing and subvert, you know, and to kill mm-hmm. right. The big and even talk stuff. about how the African-American character gets killed off early and then she gets killed off early. Yeah. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. 
No, no, not that one. No, it, no. it was out in 2000. <laughs> Oh, it okay. came out in the 2000s. I'll look it up. Oh, goodness. Oh, no, no. This is much newer. Okay. Yeah, much newer. Uh, okay, but it was early 2000s. And um, I, I went to go see it with uh, who is now my ex-boyfriend, of course. And uh, <laughs> and so I, um, <laughs> I had told him, like halfway through the movie, I had told him, I said, I think that guy's the killer, and the, the guy being Jeff Bridges' character. I have no idea why it came to me. It just came to me like that he was the killer, and then it ended up him being the killer. And my ex-boyfriend, my you know boyfriend at the time, he was like, "I really don't like you right now." <laughs> I've learned. I've learned to just not talk. I'm going to notice something and then sometimes it's just I notice something that's like a, a mistake or it's a, a facial tick the actor does or something and then I can't unnotice it so right. then it ruins the movie for me oh. I, I can't remember what movie it was but I, I know that I spent an entire two hours focusing on somebody's mold and <laughs> And it just took you right out the movie. Yeah, some things can some things can do that for you. You know, Ugh. some movies can just take you right out of the movie. There are certain there are certain movies where like uh, a gentleman prefer blondes. There's uh, when when Marilyn is singing "Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend." There's a moment where her hair gets messed up. I can't not look at her messed up hair. <laughs> All I can see is her messed up hair. Oh, just like there's another old musical that uh, one, of, one of the dancers in, in this huge group of dancers, one dancer messes up, okay? I can't not see that dancer messing up. Every time I watch that movie, it's the great Zeke field. Every time I watch that movie, it's like I see the dancer. She, oh, she messed up. Ooh, and it's on film forever, you know? Uh, <laughs> oh. The worst. Yeah. That's the imagine, worst. Imagine it happening to you on stage. I can't tell you how many times I've uh, oh, oh, live theater messed up. Well, yeah. But, you know, and, and and I used to dance, and it's like, you know what? But only the, the people in the audience that might see it. Yeah. When it's on film, it's there forever. It's there forever. Well, you know what? I didn't get a chance to say my favorite character. I know what it is. What is it? <laughs> we can't. We got so off course. Oh my goodness! But my favorite character is Hallie. I loved Hallie yeah. because oh, she was. I mean, she was Alicia so supportive of Sydney. She loved Sydney so much. She was her. That was her best friend. She was. She, she's, she's there for her. Yeah. Right. Her. You know, it, yeah, it was like, she, and so she knew what happened. Uh, I guess Sydney had told her oh. what happened. <laughs> And she was supportive of it. Sorry. She, oh, no, no. I, I have a dog, too, Matt, so I understand. I think but, Matt's dog agrees with you. Uh, <laughs> right, right. I know that's right. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I, think, I think your dog agrees with the trees that, yeah, Hallie's awesome. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That act, Elise Neal, she is so adorable. And she went on she to be pretty is. big on TV and stuff after that. Yes, she, went, she yeah, did. Yeah, um, uh, what was it? My, not my wife and kids, but, um, oh, the D.L. Hughley show. The D.L. Yeah, Hughley, yeah, she was D.L. Yeah. Hughley's wife. And, um, 
Yeah, uh, it was on the air for quite a while. I want to say for at least five or six seasons. And um, and yeah, it was so good. And she was so good. I think I think she's still acting. I just haven't seen her in quite a while. Yeah, but, yeah, I haven't seen her anything in a, in a minute. Yeah, but but um, but she was good though, and I loved her part. Well, guys, but the, the next question that I have is, uh, who was your least favorite character? And oh, Matt, we'll go to you um for this one. Who was your least favorite character? Mickey. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love Tom Timothy Oliphant, but um. He, oh, the killer, yeah. Yeah, they didn't give him a lot to do. Um, he didn't have a lot of character development. Then he was gone through half the movie. Yeah, yeah. and that's a, that's another way that you could tell that he was the killer. That's how I knew. You know, that's same. how I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the yeah, same. killer. And so when he comes back and he's the killer, it's like, oh, okay, well, all right. Yeah, well, that I was, thought that, you yeah, know, yeah, it makes sense. That's, um, yeah, it would have been better had they um, did it the way that they intentionally um, did did it. Do you guys know who was supposed to be the killers? Hallie. Mm-hmm. Hallie and oh, Derek. Really? Yeah, Hallie and Derek. To, it, it was supposed to be Hallie and, uh, oh, and Derek. Right? Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it was supposed to be Hallie and Derek, and they were supposed to be obsessed with the first move murders. Yes. Yes. And, yeah, and so they infiltrated her and to do it again to do copycat. Yeah. Okay. I listened to the commentary today, and they were talking about that. Yeah. Yes, okay. I, and the reason why they didn't do it is because the, the dang um, scripts kept getting leaked. So, yep. Yep. so then they had to go to the next best thing, which is Mickey and Mrs. Loomis. So yeah. There you have it. And Jay, who is your <laughs> who is your uh, uh, least favorite character? My least favorite character is not the actor's fault because I really like the actor. But my least favorite character is Phil, who is Jada Pinkett's boyfriend. Omar <laughs> oh, yeah. Why? And it's not his. It's not Omar Epps' fault. Omar Epps is a really good actor. He's really good. I mean, he's done some great stuff, but that character is written so badly, and he, I'm, I'm not going to, you know what, I'm saving something else about his character for later, okay, I'm just going to say that. Mm. But he's, to me, he's just the most boring, forgettable character, period. He's like, oh, okay, whatever, you know. Yeah, um, like, so, not so, so, Yeah, yeah, because I like all the other characters, I really do. I, I, I want to die, he does get killed in a pretty cool way. About that. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about his kill later. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, he's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, and, uh, you know, his dialogue, I just feel like he, I feel like he was kind of an afterthought. And Yeah. So that's my least favorite. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And Keith, how about you? Who is your least favorite character? All right, I'll probably get some flack for this, but the entire Scream series, this person is my least favorite character, and it's Sydney freaking Prescott. I can't. Yeah. Uh, Sydney, uh, why? Why Sydney?
I think maybe Sydney goes off the rails. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I think Sydney would be more likely to go off the rails than Gail. Yeah. I think I so. Yeah. Really? Because look what Sydney's been through. God, all the shit with her mother and everything. Pardon me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thing, sorry. You are so fine, Jay. With like, with, with like the whole killer mentality and like her yeah. husband being the killer, I don't think that she would ever go down that path. Mm-hmm. 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 I, I, um, you know what? I think they're gonna, they'll probably film both endings and <laughs> test them out and see which oh, test. Right, them. which one, which one gets the most um, ruckus, or which one gets the most praise? <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens in number five. I can't wait. Latrice, why is Gail your least favorite character? On this one, it's because she. Well, even though I, I do think that. Um, she was, because uh, in the first one, she was hard as nails. She, Like I said, and when yeah. we did part three, Matt, remember I told you, she was um, she was hard as a rock. It, you could not break her. And, right. um, and even though in part two, she's sawing out, you know, it's like she's, she's, uh, I don't want to say weakening, weakening. But she's like thawing out, you know. It's she's, yeah. she's not so cold as ice. She's thawing right, out. Yeah. She's yeah. thawing out. Getting there. Yeah. But however, I still don't like her character. I don't like her until part three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, I, I don't because remember on part three, if you guys go back and listen to my podcast. If you guys go back and listen to our podcast on screen three, you guys will see, you guys will hear me say, you know, they made her more comedic in part three. Oh, yeah. Well, they, oh, yeah. They gave, oh. they gave her Parker Posey to play off of. Yes. You, they were hilarious you, together. How can you do a scene with someone who is that, like, you know, off the wall, crazy, insane actress? And not like uh, you know, mm-hmm. join in on the comedy. Like their scenes were, together were so good. Oh my god, I love this. Oh, I love it. Love it. They were they were Laurel and Hart Hardy in the last Right. They were Lucy Ethel. <laughs> they, were, they were very Lucy Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. Now, what was your favorite scene? Of screen two, Jay, we'll start with you on this one. What was your favorite scene? Okay, my favorite scene in this movie is going to be the same answer for something else. So should I just say it for both? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. It's also your favorite kill scene too, right? Yes, my favorite scene is a favorite kill scene, and it is. Jada Pinkett Smith's kill scene in the beginning of the movie. That is a phenomenal scene, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, she did really good. She did really good with it. It's terrifying. Uh I feel like it could happen. Oh, yeah. And her, 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 her terror and her aloneness in realizing that no one's going to help her, she is phenomenal. And then the moment when the rest of the crowd starts to realize, hey, wait a minute. They suddenly realize something's wrong. Something's not right. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh my God, y'all. The other pandemonium and the entire place. Yeah, it's so scary. Yeah. So I have to say, and Jada Pinkett, man, she acts the heck out of that scene. 
She I mean, you, did. you feel everything she's feeling in that scene. She <laughs> is so awesome in that, that scene. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I remember the first time at the theater seeing it, and the friend I was with was actually, like, not okay with it. He was like, he was like, oh, I can't handle this. And I'm like, I'm in. Man, I'm <laughs> in. This because I love how it makes you think, oh, you know what? Yes, aren't we all sitting in a theater looking at people getting killed? Yeah. killed? Oh, how does that feel, looking at people getting killed in a theater? When you, know, when you yeah. realize, oh, somebody's yeah. really dying, you know? I would like to go to the Alamo Draft House version of this and have them put this on beforehand, like, Oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. That would be awesome. Oh my gosh. In my town, when my town when Scream 2 came out, the um there was a little theater, a little independent theater right by my house. And that's, um, where the, that's where I saw the first one. And I went yeah. to see the second one and they had the whole lobby was taped off with caution tape. They had body uh outlines on the floor and they had yes. dressed they had people dressed up as ghost face just standing yes. in the uh-huh. audience. Okay. Yes. And every now and then yes. they come and like sit right behind you and just sit there silent. It was Oh my god. It was it was it was great. It was a good experience. Oh uh, I'm so sure. Fun. So that's, you know, that's I missed Well actually actually I've never been to one. Maybe you guys have but I've always wanted to go to a like a matinee where they have the you know the horror movies stuff come to life and you know like they have the big tarantula and stuff like that. I've always wanted to go to one of those. I have been fortunate enough to go to some here in Austin at the Alamo, and it's y'all. It's yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my favorite scene, and that's. Also, my favorite kill. I jumped ahead a little bit. There. They're both, I mean, I, I I couldn't come up with two different answers. That's the best scene. That's the best kill. I love it. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Keith, how about you? What was your favorite yeah, scene? Uh, of screen I have to say, Mrs. J. I mean, that is my favorite scene. It happens right at the beginning. I love how it builds up too. You see the brutality with which her boyfriend gets murdered in the yes. bathroom, right? And then you so and then he puts on he puts the murderer puts on his jacket and 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 is pretending to be him as he sits right next to her and, and just feel the suspense start to build like yes. oh my god it's right. so creepy and he could totally get away with it because of all the chaos that was happening yes. like so like yes. you know, if if you notice um, he, he waited to do the ugly deed as. As it was taking place on film, so that the screams on film <laughs> echoed the same screams that happened in real life. That he was mm-hmm. that was well played as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I'm not a very big fan of uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, so it was really cool to see her die. Though, that is- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't have anything against her. I don't like how she's kind of played Will Smith, and you know, you heard about her whole uh, scandal last year. And we'll- oh no. yeah, yeah. We'll no, what? I tried it. I try to more focus more on the performances than the personal life. I, you know, I feel, people, uh, people will people will disappoint you every time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't even. I'm gonna have to Google this later. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel okay. that's part of why I enjoyed this scene all the more. It's fun to see her uh, go down. Yeah, you get it, huh? Super, super talented. She's she great in that scene. Because I'm very great. Nonetheless, she is. Yeah. She has that best eyeless face. Like she doesn't look. Like oh yeah. Old. Yeah. yeah. Best horror movie that she's in is Demon Knight. 
Oh, yeah. Right. And which yeah. I did do a podcast on. Tell I did a podcast on it last year. Love it. Oh, yeah. Love that movie. Uh, so, um, I do have a 1B favorite, though. I also love the way Dewey was, you know, he wasn't really killed, so I guess it doesn't really count. But I love the way that, you know, Gail was in the soundproof booth. And, that was um, my second scene, yes. That, yeah. was, that would be my number two, yeah. Dewey up against the wall, and she yes. a thing, and, he, and he, he turns around, and he's like, he it's, gets uh, back, and she can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, that was, that was a, scary. It, so that was, it was yes. scary, and it was a good moment. Yep. Too, I, yeah, I like yeah. how they um, made that happen. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's mine. And Matt, how about you? What What's your favorite scene in Scream Two? Well, I'm definitely in agreement with both of those, but to give a third, uh, because <laughs> because I watched the first one in theaters um, and got so like into the lore and the and the making of these movies and stuff, the moment where Sydney picks up the phone and you hear the voice talk to her for the first time oh, is like, it's iconic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. It's and time, yes. Yeah, it, it's one of those, it's one of those moments that every time I watch it, it gives me chills. The minute he says, hello, Sydney, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It's that and she's so good at that scene, yes. Yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah. She had been getting lots think, of prank calls, too. And when, when it really happened, you could see when it. She, she knows, knows it's real. Legit. Right. Yeah. And right. She knew it when it was fake, and she knew when it was real. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't think the guy, I can't even remember his name at the moment, but the guy that does the voice of Ghostface does uh, not get Something Jackson. So, something Jackson. Roger... Yeah, Roger, Roger Jackson. Roger Jackson. Oh, Roger Jackson. Roger Jackson. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Roger I just watched a documentary, and you know he won't show his face. Yeah, he he, he will not show his face. He will just he, he will talk, but uh, yeah. he won't show his face. Yeah, hmm. he gets not nearly enough credit for oh, that. Oh, he's voice. amazing. That he's amazing. Was, yeah, he's he's brilliant. Do you yes, like scary is. movies? <laughs> <laughs> Well, my favorite scene is, and I can't believe you guys didn't have this as your favorite scene, but my favorite scene is when Derek serenades uh, Sydney. Oh, I think I love you. <laughs> you guys did not say it. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I thought, Matt, yes, I thought you would say it. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, honey, that's on my other list. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I, I don't like that thing. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> one of my other ones as well. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> okay. All right. So since we're there, what is your least favorite scene? So Matt, go ahead. That scene grinds the movie to a halt. Really? I loved yes. it. I loved it. I have to agree. That scene is so out of place. I have to agree. It does not belong there. There's <laughs> no reason to lead up to this. The only reason it's there is to, to have a little bit of talk about the things he's not supposed to do with the with the fraternity. But you can tell me that instead of tell me that. <laughs> and we did we did not need this whole top gun reference. It was. Yep. It yep. was not. That it was a Top Gun reference. <laughs> yes. yes. It was. 
It was not needed. It was cute to reference it and everything because they do the whole referencing movies. But could have been shorter. There wasn't anything else you could have done that would have like kept the movie going (laughs) forward a little bit instead of just grinding it to a damn halt because that's exactly what that movie does. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. You guys yeah, are ragging on my favorite part. I don't like mm, it. No, did not like that <laughs> at all. And, and, and while I'm on the subject, well, actually, no, I'll, I'll save that for another. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> but that's my that's my least favorite scene. And right, okay. you know, right after that is probably when Randy gets killed. That scene is pretty, pretty yeah. hard to take. Like I like uh, I said, I yeah, still hate whoever wrote that. Yeah. I still hate it. Oh, if I didn't go with the cafeteria scene, though, I would definitely go with the car crash where she's about to remove his mask and then she gets distracted. Oh uh, yes. Oh, I want to slap her so bad. I want to. Sydney, you know better. I want to slap her friend for distracting her and being like a bitch. <laughs> but then the friend dies right after that so I guess she gets what she deserves yeah. right uh. I guess <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Keith what, what's your uh, least favorite scene yeah uh, Matt pretty much summed it up for me too right <laughs> <laughs> sorry Latrice uh, it just seemed out of place uh, it was awkward it was cringe worthy um, I I, I I read that when they auditioned for the part of Derek, that they That's what, this is the scene they had to do, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. With Terry O'Connell, I mean, he did okay, but... And I'm like, really? He was the best? Yeah, he was the... Yeah, oh, yeah. It was the first scene that came to mind when I asked myself this question after watching the movie. Too funny, too funny. I think... I think it's universally hated around uh, uh, around a lot of screen circles, to be honest, because it just feels so out of place. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because um, this actual scene has I I witnessed it take place in person, like in real life. I was what? Like a flashmob? <laughs> and this group of uh, boys walked in and they start singing the Top Gun one. Um, oh Jesus! Yeah. Uh, and so. And it does not go like that, where everyone chimes in and starts clapping along. Everyone is looking at them, extremely uncomfortable, uh, and <laughs> just trying to get through it without missing a word, so they can run on out of there as soon as they're done with the last note. That's how it is. It's awkward. It's weird. It's, yeah. It's, weird. <laughs> it's just how it happens when it happens in real life. Yes. <laughs> and Jay, do you have the same sentiment? As as oh, this morning, I woke up with this feeling I didn't know how to deal with, <laughs> and so I just decided to myself, I'd hide it from myself <laughs> and never talk about it. But then you had to ask that question. <laughs> I'm sorry, Latrice. That scene. Okay, first of all, I have a. There's my only problem with all the People screen movies. Okay, all of them. All the screen movies. They're all around two hours. They all. Should be about ninety minutes. And yeah, I, I just yeah should all be about ninety minutes. And this is one of the scenes that would have helped it get down to ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that or you could have taken this out and put some different plot development or character development in there instead. You know, but, 
I say take more out. <laughs> well, oh I my mean, you have you have so much plot development on some of the characters, and then there's so little plot development on others. So that, others so, yes. so that you know, you know, these people are just cannon fodder. You know, they're going to die. Yeah. Yo, I kind of so like you that. Don't, you're, you're not invested. You're not invested in any of them. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah. Like they should go and do little quick little clips of different potential killers so the audience yes. can get a better idea. Put yes. more ammo in them, and that'll get that'll invest the audience more in the actual plot. Instead of letting <laughs> Jerry O'Connell do a musical number. No hate to Jerry O'Connell though. No, he's I like him. He's really cute. He's adorable. Yes, he's adorable. I think he's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> He is. So He's very least, cute. What's your least favorite? <laughs> well, okay. My least favorite scene is actually, um, I have two actually. Um, my first one is um, when um, when Randy and Dewey are talking about, you know, the uh, how to or how or who the killer is. Yeah, that's one. Right. Uh, on the TV is Tori Spelling. And yes. the girl interviewing her uh, yes. for the scary for the stab movie. I know what you're gonna say, and it bugs me too. It bugs the where, heck out of me. Where she spoils the movie? Yes. In the interview, where she's like, "I'm playing this girl whose boyfriend's a killer." Yes. Oh, yeah, but but that wasn't blood. the that wasn't the only thing that bugged me though. We the, have. We have. <laughs> you know what? She, oh my god! I never thought about that. She's spoiling. She's spoiling basically the whole. For a yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> because in that universe, yeah, in that universe, that movie was brand new. That's too funny. I never thought about that. But that wasn't what funny. bugged me, though. What oh, bugged me? That that bugged. What bugged you? What bugged me was Tori Spelling was nowhere near like Sydney. Although I know it was because uh, I know like in the first one, you know, um, Nev, Cam yeah, uh, Nev Campbell was like, was, with my luck, that Tori Spelling. Yeah, yeah. 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 that was a dig on that. It was yeah. a total callback. They did that on purpose. Uh, yeah. They did that. Too. Well, just like, just like the Stab movie at the beginning was, I mean, the the part we saw at the beginning where she was supposed to be Casey, but she was like, you know. Well, <laughs> I know no, I, but see, like, I that's like the thing, though. I, I believe Heather Graham as Casey. I believe that. Oh, I okay. do not I believe Tori Spelling as Sydney. Well, if they'd at least dyed Tori Spelling's hair. It it, exactly. Died, yeah. Exactly. I might have, I might have, I might have, you know, believed her as case, uh, as uh, Sydney then. But when you have Heather Graham, who almost looks like Drew Barrymore. Yes, he does. Wilson, who did the That's best, the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all rich I've ever seen. And so much better looking than Skeet Ulrich. Sorry. Skeet. <laughs> but, they, yes. but, they both looked, but they both looked enough like the characters. They did. I, I, I believe it. I see what you're saying where Tori Spelling, if they at least put her in a wig or something, yeah. to make her look a little bit like Sydney. <laughs> yeah, like the girl in the third movie looked a lot like Sydney. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, British girl. Yeah, yeah. How funny. So that was yeah. I I just 
I couldn't. I could. I, I, that now that took me out the movie. That right there. For me, okay. it's, where she, for me it's where she spoils the movie for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I and I can totally see I that too, um, Matt. Yes, but and like, the second. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know what an NDA is. You know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> like she would have, they would have cut her out of the movie if she. Right. Boom. Boom. It's got the rolling My my second, my second uh uh non favorite, my least favorite scene is uh when um. Uh, when Sydney uh, sees Ghostface as she's uh, practicing the play, I didn't uh-huh. like that part. I thought it was, I thought it kind of lagged a little bit, kind of like how you guys felt about the about the the serenading of the Sydney. Scene, yes, yeah. I felt that same yeah, way. I agree. That scene. I felt that yeah, same way about that scene. I agree with you, but I what they I think what they were trying to do was set it up to make you wonder whether she's crazy. Yeah. And starting well, to think he's crazy. Yeah, well yeah. exactly. Or is he messing with her mind and yeah. showing up in random spots to make her think that she's going crazy. Or right? to make yeah. her think that Derek is the killer. Yeah, but it went yeah. on way too long. It did. Yeah. Way like, too like long. A few scenes. Because <laughs> after that, I just didn't, you know, I was like, I, I didn't care, you know, because it lagged on too long. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. And by, um, next question is, um, whose kill was your favorite? And, uh, well, <laughs> Jay already told us his favorite kill. I already said Jada So we know that he survives, right? <laughs> and uh, Matt, what about you, hun? Who is your uh, favorite kill in Spring Two? Um, well, uh, as a personal favorite, um, it's always fun to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer get taken down a notch or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially <laughs> I, for years, was hardcore Christy Swanson as Buffy. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that movie. Took took me a little while to warm up to Uh Miss Michelle Geller. Um, Even though I do, I adore her. Um, I I love that kill just because because it, it, like, is reminiscent of so many scenes of the first film on purpose. Like, when they're running up. And I think it's, I think it's well shot. I think it's done well. Um, but I'd have to say because Randy's death came so out of the blue, oh. um, and just hit you like a gut punch. Yes. And yeah. it, and it, it was perfect. It was, it was so well. That, that one's probably the, the most impactful one in the movie for me. Yeah. And he was just, he was the one that was snatched right out of the dream, right? Into the yeah. Into the band. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I mean, yes. it, it just goes to show that yeah. no I mean, it's, there's no situation where you 
are 100% safe. You're never safe as, from Ghostface. That's right. It's because it happened, it, it happened so sudden, like in the first Final Destination when the girl gets hit by the bus. It, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That, now, that was very impactful. Oh, no, yeah. I love those movies. Well, the first time you see that, you know, saw that, you didn't see it coming. And it was the same thing with Brandy's death. Got like, no, no idea he was going to die. Yes. Yep. You're so correct. Good answer. Yep. Yeah. You crossed my mind, too. Well, my favorite kill is actually when um, uh, the the detective gets it. Um, the one that uh, got the pole through his head, like on the windshield. Oh, that's only awesome. because yeah. only because it was so creative. To me, it was yeah, so creative. The trees. Do you know that that pole was supposed to go through the dummy's chest, but it went through his head by accident, and they just left it in. Oh <laughs> my gosh! So I did not know that. <laughs> they did not mean for that to happen, and they're like, "Okay, well, that's even better. We'll just go with yeah, that." Yeah, that was <laughs> even better. That I'm glad that they went with that. That was a more uh, more impactful, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I love when Elise Neal, you know, as Ali, she's like, she's like right through his eye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now whose kill did you like the least? Uh, Keith, we'll come to you um, for this one. Uh, whose kill did you like the least? Yeah. Um, 
because you know I was I was actually in the military at the time of Don't Ask Don't Tell, so you know that was a good giggle for me. Um, but yeah, then it just comes out of nowhere and slices his neck, and it's just over for him, and it's just like ah, oh, lame. But I yeah. do agree. I do agree with Jay. While as the the knife through the wall is a great cool looking kill, it makes absolutely no, no sense. sense. Right? Yeah. It, it, yeah, if, it were in, if it were in an, Ita- an Italian horror film, <laughs> it would make more sense because they always do nutty stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to do a bathroom stall kill, put a glory hole in the wall. <laughs> 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 we don't know what those are, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> that would make more sense. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, my God, Matt. That's so funny. At least. He would have, you know, been able to see where he was pointing the knife. Right. <laughs> At least I know if I was going to be lethal or not, you know. Jeez. If I ever do a gay porn version called Cream, then that, that, <laughs> then that scene will have a, a glory. Oh, my God. A Scream. That's crazy. <laughs> but back to Christian uh, podcasting. Uh, right, right. <laughs> Hello, this is a Christian podcast. Come on. So sorry. So sorry. Uh, If I make it to hell before any of you, I'll save you a seat. Please do. And that actually uh, brings me to my last question. Uh, How does it pertain to the Bible? And Hold on, hold on. Um, I didn't get to give my answer for the last one. And I oh, did we come oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, Keith. Go ahead. My favorite is, is how Mickey went down. Um, just, uh, oh, really? At the very end, when he Because I loved Allie and I did uh, not want her to die. Like her so much. Yeah. I did not want her to die. But but I mean, it, but I I am still upset about Randy's death too because I love Randy yeah. and didn't want yeah. him to die. So, <laughs> but uh, so my last question, guys: How does Green Two pertain to the Bible? And um, I, I'll go ahead and give my answer first. I um. Okay. I have to think long and hard about this, but you know, it's the good old, you know, uh, revenge motive, right? I mean, uh, like, you know, Mrs. Lukeman said, you know, my motive isn't as 90s as Mickey's. Mine is just good old-fashioned revenge. And, right. I, and, my, yeah. and might I say, she kind of saved it for me because when Mickey told his his motive i'm like are you insane that's a stupid motive right there you want to get caught because you want to blame the movies he is insane yes he wants uh, to be famous he wants to be charles manson or whatever yes yes and i'm like oh my gosh dude you are crazy but 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 i went the route with billy's mother how she let bitterness how she let bitterness and hatred control her. And that's, you know, right. in, the Bi- in the Bible, it, it does say, um, 
Oh, matter right. of fact, I have a scripture here. Uh, Matthew 5, 38 and 39. It says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to, re- uh, but, I, but I tell you to uh, resist. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tell you, but I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. And, you know, I, I know how that could be so hard when you're, you know, when people uh, do stuff to you and everything like that. But however, uh, I mean, she abandoned her son, which there made him crazy. Yes. And then when she finds out that that he murdered people and that but him 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 himself has been murdered. Then she went off the deep end. Although I think that she was crazy, I thought I think she probably cracked when she found out that Sydney's mother was having an affair with her husband. I but think then, so. Also. I think she cracked way. Before, but then way she back got then. pushed yeah. over the edge when she finds yeah. out that her son so yeah. is killed by the daughter of the woman who basically tore her family apart. So yeah, I, I would love to see a prequel of how crazy she probably was before oh, all this yeah. even happened. Uh-huh. That would be good. Oh, it, that would you know, oh that a Mrs. Loomis movie would be awesome. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> that'd be really cool. You know, Latrice is I. You know, I I'm I do not claim to know a lot about the Bible at all, mm-hmm. but your question about this movie actually got me to thinking about. Um. You know, whether or not it leads to murder, Jesus said that it's wrong to harbor, like, unresolved anger in your heart. Sure. Yes. Right? Exactly. Which, which, which is, which, which is what she had, unresolved anger because she wanted revenge. And that is, sure. and it led to her demise immediately, you know. Um, I, it's funny because I, I really normally, you know, I've, I've been on, on this show a couple times and I haven't been able to respond to this question very well in the past, but this one really made me think. Mm-hmm. Her need for revenge led to her demise. Yeah, and it's just yeah. a lesson to us all that you know Jesus is right. You know you don't you don't that that anger in your heart is not going to do anyone good. At least of all you. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That there it is right there, and that's what yeah. I was trying to convey too. Because you know it, uh, like you just said, Jay. That bitterness, that anger in your yeah. heart is going to kill you. It's going to consume you. Yeah, it's not going to do anybody any good. It's least and because of that, and because of that consumption, you know, when it consumes you, it's also going to consume everybody else because it's going yeah. to spill out into your life. You know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, well, um, uh, Matt, how do you feel about um, the how does it pertain to the Bible question? Well, I had a feeling that the eye for an eye was going to get discussed. So I started looking down other avenues. Mm-hmm. And um, a, a central theme that I've noticed in uh, most of the screen movies is sort of the false idols. Don't, don't take idols before me because everyone uh, other than the revenge plot is 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 trying to kill these people for notoriety to become a god so to speak that's yeah, very that's interesting true. wow yeah 
That's very interesting. Okay. You know, like Mickey's whole I'm going to blame the movies thing. I'm going to be yes. famous. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter that I've killed all these innocent people. I'm I'm going to be remembered forever. It's all about leaving a legacy, and oh, um, and that's not yeah. that's not the way to go about leaving a legacy. Um, right. To become a false idol or a false god. So that's that's where I went with it because I tried to I tried to find an, another path that wasn't going to be you know brought up. Uh, you know, it's it's more of a deeper underlying thing. Yeah. Um, but you'll. But you'll notice it because, I mean, and it's in every teen movie. That's all teens want is that, you know, that notoriety of, of, among their peers. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a, it's a lot of that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And how about you, Keith? How do you, um, what do you um, think about the, um, yeah. Yeah. how does Scream yeah, 2 pertain to yeah, the Bible? The biblical implications from Scream 2. Um, it was uh, a little hard to wrap my head around it. I'm trying to kind of look at the big picture. Um, I have a pretty firm religious upbringing. My, both my parents are devout Christians, and uh, I am a believer myself. Um, so uh, I know a lot about the Bible. I don't know a lot, I, everything about the Bible, but I'm saying this from the point of view of like the seven deadly sins and trying to see which of those seven deadly sins pertaining to different characters within the movie of Scream 2. And I, and I found that of the seven, four of them are directly applicable to different workings uh, of the characters in the movie. And I think the ones that were most notable are pride, greed, envy, and wrath. I thought that was uh, yeah. a little bit of that for yep. Um, yep. So uh, there was pride and wanting to, like, you know, cotton, wanted to be, the guy, you know, gets all the attention. He wanted to make a name out of it. And, and, and so then you had, you know, that and kind of uh, shares itself with greed, too. And then you have envy. Uh, it's also kind of interconnected with that as well. And then the wrath is really what everyone gets at the end. You know, get what you deserve. The wrath of their own actions caused, well, uh, was really their own downfall in the end. It caused their own lives. And many people yeah. died because of the wrath inside of themselves. And so, um, yeah, uh, I... I, I actually like this question a lot because um, as a person who loves horror movies, a, a lot of times it's difficult to explain to my you know very conservative Christian friends how it is okay to watch such yes. disgustingly horrible horrid uh, things all the time. And you know what? It is part of life. And we have it to is. be able to very much so all is. of that in order to witness and to appreciate all that is good in the world as well. Absolutely, exactly. I agree. I love that. I love that, Keith. Yes, and, and that's Thank why you. that's why horror movie warriors was born. Because oh, yay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because awesome. That's right. Because um, you know, I, I I get it too, on uh, Keith. I get a lot of right. you know. How can you? Uh, watch scary movies all the time and uh-huh. still be a yeah. Christian, and you know right. that's not the Christian thing to do. Sure. When it, it is definitely the Christian thing to do because it's all like you just said, Keith. It's all about life. This is real life. We yeah. de- we it's deal with this, right and now. most most scary movies, you know, they're fun. You can sit there and disengage because you know it's not real. You know it's probably not it's real. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's lot a less, movie. It's a lot less scary. 
than than most of the people you're going to meet in this world right now. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Because I tell you what, in the la- in the past two weeks, scary movies have been my refuge. Yeah, hello. That's <laughs> scary movies are the safe place right now. Exactly. You know. Oh my gosh. You know, you're frustrated about something, go watch some teenagers get eaten by zombies. You'll feel better. <laughs> right, yeah. It's scary than politicians, okay? It gets all that yuck out of you by watching these movies. And, Absolutely. It's a release. Yuck. It is a release. Very much so. Very much so. I feel so refreshed after I watch a horror movie. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. And I tell you what, you know. So I don't think he'd have a problem with us watching horror I don't think so either. I do not think so. And they don't make you hurt people either. No, they don't. No, they don't. I, I think if you want to hurt somebody after watching a scary movie, I think you were never all there to begin with. Oh yeah. no, that yeah, that that was you didn't need that movie to commit that. No, no. yeah, no, that was already on your mind to do. Exactly, you were already you already twisted. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Well, guys, I don't have any more questions, but I do have five fun facts. Cool to share. Um, my first fun fact is Robert Rodriguez directed scenes of Stab, the movie. Yeah, within I know. <laughs> Rodriguez directed the Casey well, Becker. He directed the Casey Becker uh, scene. That's right. He directed you. And <laughs> and the Sydney, uh, the Tory Spelling, and uh, uh, Luke Wilson as Billy yeah, scene. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, my fun fact number two is uh, actors who auditioned for the part of Derek, and which has already been talked about, were asked to perform the scene in the cafeteria in which Derek sings I Think I Love You a cappella. And the role of Derek went to, of course, Derry O'Connell. I would slap my agent if, if he had me go for that part. I'd be like, line for this? Uh, uh, my fun fact number three is uh, Neff Campbell would shoot Party of Five on Mondays and Tuesdays during the day and spent Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on this movie, most of which were night shoots. So on Sundays, she would work all night until 6 a.m., go home for 15 minutes to shower off all the thick blood, and immediately go to the Party of Five set to shoot all day. Wow. All without sleeping. Can you believe that? I cannot do that. Uh -uh. I I need my sleep. She was young. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. She's like in her early 20s. She was young, honey. She can do it. <laughs> in my early twenties in the theater department oh, of college, we would honey. you know, we'd be up all night till seven AM drinking and then go to perform at eight AM for kids. Look and then go that. drink more after. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Exactly. You don't you don't need sleep when you're young because you don't think you you're don't. You don't. <laughs> But when you're our age, you feel like you're going to die every oh. day. So, oh, God. my gosh. Y'all just wait. I'm just telling you. <laughs> uh, 
let's just say I feel every bit of 40 years old. <laughs>
was craving. I know I've yeah. talked about uh, uh, I've talked a lot about was craving movies on my podcast. So yeah, um, yeah so I know a lot of my listeners love. probably already know. I think I think I, I would have loved to just sit with him for like two hours and let him just talk about movies. Like, oh I, yeah, wouldn't that be amazing? I know. Yeah. He, was, he just that seemed like such great. a nice person and so so knowledgeable. Wow. Yes. Um. Yes, but uh, he died of a brain tumor on August, yeah. on August thirtieth, two thousand fifteen. Uh, four weeks after his seventy sixth birthday. After oh, his seventy yeah. sixth birthday. And, and to me um, now, that sounds really young. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that sounds really young to me now, man. And um, uh, the other actor is Louis Arquette. Uh, he oh, plays Chief yes, uh, yes. Hartley, who, he, and he is the father of David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, he died February 10th, 2001, of congestive heart failure. And he was 65 years old. Now, but here's here's something so crazy, guys. Because, you know, uh, like I said, yesterday I had um, did um, Dracula 2, Assistant, right? Well, uh, Roy Strider had like a little bit part in that movie. You know, Roy Strider from Jaws and yeah. Jaws 2. Well, he also passed away February 10th. Only he died in 2008. Oh, wow. Same day, yeah. different year. Wow. Okay. Yep. Same day, wow. different year. I just thought wow. that was, uh, as morbid as it is, I thought it was cool. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I got to mention that in my, uh, I got to mention it in my podcast. Uh, now we go on to um, the grouper's reaction. Uh, and Ruby's reaction is just that I, I always post a question. It's always one question about the movie uh, on my group's page for Movie Warriors. And I asked the question, what was their favorite scene? Well, I only got one um, answer tonight. And the answer is from Mick Mack. And he says, believe it or not, but this is my least favorite in the franchise. That being said, though, that opening is pretty cool. That's the kind yeah. of movie screen yeah. I want to go to. Yeah. And I, yeah. I agree. I think we all agree. We would like to go to that kind yeah. of movie screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be amazing. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, sans all the real death, but yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no real murders, though, okay? We just want to make yeah. that clear. No yes. real murders. You know, yes, we do not want to see that. No. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, guys, I don't have any more questions, no more fun facts, no more people that has passed on, and no more groupers' reactions. So we have come to the end of my podcast. But I do want to mention, uh, well, the group since um, since I um, since I'm covering it, uh, horror movie warriors li- listeners. If you guys want to join a great horror group, uh, horror movie warriors, we love welcoming new people. Um, 
It's just a great group. Uh, have a Matt, Matt, we have a really good time in that group. Yes, yeah. uh, Matt is one of my administrators. Uh, I, I, Matt, I love you so much. Thank, thank you for being one of my great. administrators. So, um, always, always. And it's, um, it, it's just a very fun time. It is a Christian uh, uh, horror group, so you know there's no fighting, no you know, cursing each other out or anything like that. We oh, just have no judging. And I love that. It's also all inclusive. Um, it's a safe space. A new member. Very safe space. Um, I feel like I can speak my mind and it is uh, respected by others. And it makes me enjoy my time there and everyone else. All the members are pretty cool. So it's a yeah. fun to be in. And I absolutely do the horror fan to join. And yes, absolutely. Absolutely. and enjoy other people. You're not gonna like the same things as every person you know. I mean, no, right? No. no. Case in it's... point. Case in point. Latrice likes the cafeteria scene. She likes that scene. Oh. Yes, I love it. I love it. And guess what? We still love her. Exactly. <laughs> 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 and I still Latrice, love you guys. that way you guys can always email me uh carter latrice 126 at gmail.com again that's carter latrice 126 at gmail.com and you can use that same email address um if you guys go to paypal and you guys want to leave a donation uh, yes, you guys tip this girl she puts in so much work for this show and she deserves it yes absolutely and uh, and not just the show, the group. You know, I yeah. I always um, buy gifts for my groupers. And um, uh, the next time I pick three people to get gifts will will be um, when we re- reach six hundred. So and okay. and right now I'm at five hundred and twenty nine members. Woo-hoo! I'm wow. so excited! I know. I'm so excited. Yes, and um, and then my 100th episode for my podcast is coming up in March. So, uh, uh, and and so I'm giving away three prizes to my podcast guests. So three of you, uh, three of how many of it? I I, I don't even know how many of you. There's been like 40 of us. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, all of you are in the running. All, all of you are in the running. Matt, even you, because, you know, you're, you're a podcast guest, you know. Uh, no, you, I, I, and I, I adore you. don't have to give me nothing because I, I love doing this. It's so much fun. I, uh, it is. It is. But I love, I, I just love surprising people. I love giving 
get gifts to people. I, I love it. I love it. And and I love well, I love everything right. about this podcast it and feels the group. Good to give, yeah, it feels good right. to be able to give people stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah. that's why I, you know, uh, listeners, I do, uh, you know, um, if you guys can donate, I don't care how much it is. You guys can donate as much as you want or as less as you want. Um, yeah, uh, again, the email address is carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> we are We are officially finished from the podcast and screen two actually um i'm actually all done with the screen franchise oh wow I, yes i've al- i've already i've discussed screen one i i discussed screen one i discussed screen three with matt and my fiance actually and i discussed screen four with matt constance and kelly dunsmore well, we could always, you know, we could always do a masterclass podcast to break down the different seasons of the television show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That oh, that there, could there, happen. There it'll probably happen. If, if it does happen, it'll right. probably happen next year because I have so, yeah. I, my slate is full. Oh, girl, I know what you mean. <laughs> my slate is full. Like, oh, I would have room for all this. <laughs> <laughs> it is full. But, guys. <laughs> Uh, next week's got, I have another double feature next week. Thursday is Phantoms, and I forget what Friday is right now. <laughs> I know, I, I know. It's a next, horror movie, though. It's a horror movie yeah. for sure. I just forget which one it is. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! Uh, I know Thursday I will be talking about Phantoms with um, Ingrid Hubert. Uh, Leticia joined, uh, Leticia, Leticia joined her, uh, Lanier and, um, a new guy, um, a newbie, um, to the group. Um, his name is Wes Chasen and, um, those three are going to be on next week. Very cool. But I, I totally forgot what, what I'm doing on Friday. (laughs) Totally. But it'll be on the group. Well, be on the group page, though. So you're talking about Mary Poppins, right? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on the group page tomorrow. To make that a horror movie, they totally good. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, goes into the house and takes over. Oh Lord! Oh guys! Now that would be a good scary movie. Take your medicine. Take your medicine. It tastes like sugar. <laughs> Well, listeners and guests, um, until next week, um, Thursday, this has been Latrice Carter, Jay Bullington, Keith Garcino, and Matt Latz. And we will see you guys. What a pleasure. You guys are so welcome. So welcome. We'll see you guys. We'll see you guys later. Bye, guys. All the best. Bye. Bye. All right, guys.